Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Kayla Mann is an artist from Gore on the South Island of Aotearoa, New Zealand, who was the winner of the coveted 2000 and 2008 New Zealand Overall Gold Guitar Award. She was also one half of country music duo The Hartleys, releasing two albums. Last year, she released the single Love's Got a Witness, and now she has a new song, Little Man, both of them taken from her forthcoming album. So we can talk about the song and the album and some other things she has going on. Hi, Kayla. Hi, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. And um, last time we spoke, I was marvelling at all the many balls you have in the air at any one time because you also work as a nurse and you have music that you're doing in your community. But I'm going to focus on your new single to start with. So what was the inspiration for Little Man? Little Man is about my son, Harley. Um, I just, over the last six years, I've watched him be courageous and fearless in everything he does. It might be kicking a ball, jumping or trying to fight you or... Um, everything he does is done with passion and, and no judgment. And I just thought, man, I wish I had more of that. I wish I had that judgment that wasn't there on me that I probably just bring on to myself. But they don't care. They're like, here I am. I'm doing it. <laughs> so that's where Little Man comes from. Was there one point in time in particular where that the spark of the song came to you? Was there something he was doing that you just went, oh, bing, yes, I'm going to write about that? I think it has been watching him play uh, Ripper uh, rip Rugby here. Mm-hmm. When he is on the rugby field, he might be five, but he plays with conviction and doesn't miss a beat and just goes for it. And I think that was a moment where I was like, whoa, if people, if us adults could take on that passion and that drive, we'd all be doing such great things. Yeah. <laughs> um, possibly also he's been watching the All Blacks because, of course, in New Zealand there's no way around it. <laughs> Yeah, it's big. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can't get away from it here. <laughs> <laughs> now, you said that you hope the song encourages listeners to embrace motherhood. So I'm wondering what the most surprising thing about motherhood has been for you. The most surprising thing, I think, well, obviously the love they bring you. Um, out of everything that I do in my life, still being with my children is the most amazing thing for me. And they really do inspire you to write heartfelt songs and I what's really cool about this song is I can have this memory of Harley captured in a video clip in a song that he can have for the rest of his life so that's probably one of the most special things about releasing this song so also wondering if Harley's been the same since he was born my mother was a pediatric nurse and she's always maintained that like children come out fully formed like she just said the personality is there from the start so I'm wondering all the things you're saying about him if he was like that as a newborn Oh, as a newborn, he was a wee chubby thing. <laughs> uh, he's just been really like a chillaxed kid, like just, but he just gives everything a go and he came out ready to just go for it, go for it. So when you see the video clip, you see him from when he's a wee wee one, just zooming around on his blimmin' car around the kitchen, like just full speed. So yeah, it's been a long time watching him, but just so joyful. Yeah, right. Um, so I'm also we've talked about, you know, this, perhaps the surprising thing of motherhood, but you're an artist and you have, as I said, quite a few responsibilities. So I'm wondering about the challenges of balancing motherhood with art, actually, and and perhaps thinking that uh, you shouldn't take that time for your art because you, you have the children. 
Oh, that definitely played on my mind for quite a few years. I sort of took a step back when I had Harley for about four years. I still taught music and was amongst music, but I didn't think I had the time to be able to be a mum as as well as I could be and do me. So when Harley went to school, I ended up getting more time during the day. I would have a day here and there where I could sit and write. I could get on my computer and start. And then what I found with me pursuing my love of what I was doing, they're coming along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Harley is so excited to get a T-shirt with my name on it the other day. I was like, oh, my goodness, he won't be like this when he's like 16. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll enjoy it now. And they are all coming on my journey and loving being part of video clips and just everything I'm doing. I feel like it's a real collaboration thing for my family now. Oh, that's fantastic. Because, well, also he can be a little roadie. You know, yeah, they are my little roadies, <laughs> but I don't just have two, I have another uh eight roadies in my family that are all musicians, so it's a big family affair. <laughs> well, actually, that's probably a really good time to talk about um a family music project that, that you are also working on. So, your daughter and your seven nieces, um, yeah, are, are collaborators. So, um, please yeah. tell us about that. So, I have been teaching all of my nieces and my daughter Georgia since they could all probably about from about three or four years old. Caitlin's 16. She's the oldest and the youngest is six. And I've been working with the girls to really become their own artists. So they're called Holt and Heart. They're my family band. They have been songwriting. We are recording an EP with them this year. They play bass, guitar, ukulele, Cajun drum, mandolin, tambourine. They all play all the instruments. So it's just so exciting and I cannot wait for the world to see what these girls can do because, man, I'm proud of them. Where do you rehearse? I've got a bit of a studio room at home and it's literally got speakers, fallbacks, cords, microphones, everywhere. It's a whole setup I just leave out permanently. So when they walk in, they plug in and they go for it. (laughs) (laughs) So are they writing the songs themselves or are you assisting on the writing side of things? Uh, Assisting with that, I have had other writers come in and sat with the girls and we've collaborated in co-writing just so they can learn the the art of songwriting. But they actually bring something completely different to the table that you wouldn't even think about. So the writing process has actually been quite cool. Um, And they say lines without even worrying about what they're saying because sometimes in co-writing you're like oh I shouldn't say that that's not very good but they're like how about this and how about that you're like that's really cool (laughs) so they're learning but um I can't wait to see that like my daughter and my other niece Leela they actually get in a room and they write themselves then I sort of just fix these songs up so anything that I do I think is such an inspiration for them which is really cool it absolutely is, and and it's arguable that they wouldn't be doing it at all without you there, not only as the inspiration, but the river guide, so to speak. Um, and also, I guess for for them, it's a safe, a relatively safe space to create with each other because there's that elasticity in the family relationship where they can they can say something, and if yes. someone else doesn't like it, they're not going to be banished or whatever. And yeah, you know, when when people are well, when we're children, when we're adolescents banishment exile from the social group is real so it sounds like they've got a very healthy respect for each other they do and it's funny you say that family is very interesting isn't it because they can one of the girls can be a little bit pooey with the other one and you're like right just sort yourselves out and then the next day they're fine you're like I think that's the beauty of family 
they do have moments where they're like, I, why aren't I playing bass? Like, I should be doing that. Why does she get an extra song? Like, it's, you know, those family dynamics are precious, but, you know, you have your challenges, but you work it out because you're a family and you can. So it's really cool. Yeah. Now there must be something in the water in Gore because there is another family band I'm thinking on, namely Jenny Mitchell and the Mitchell twins who are from Gore. Yeah. So uh, there's clearly something about musical girls in families maybe. Well, Jenny and I are very fortunate to both be brought up with their local Gore Country Music Club. So I've been, I sung with Jenny's father years and years ago when I was 12 on the big stages down here. And um, yeah, Jenny and I have come from the Gore the Gore District and their families are all about music. So, it's, yeah, that's a really great situation that we've been able to be brought up down here. I'm wondering if there are any comparable country music clubs in the whole of New Zealand or because it sounds like Gore is is quite a special area and the, and so that culture that's been created around the country music club has, has enabled artists like you and Jenny to start to flourish in your careers um, and then work with other people, work with your families. Are you aware of anything else in New Zealand? Yeah, there's definitely lots of other clubs throughout New Zealand that put on different awards. Uh, they, yes, it is, they're all over the country, but what is the was the capital of country music? So I think we're really lucky that we have that here. And actually we have Jenny Mitchell and a filming crew have actually done a documentary on our club and the history of gold guitars for the last 50 years. And that's going to be premiering in May. Um, and we're going to be on it, the girls and myself and everyone else in the club. So that's going to be super special. So that it sounds fascinating as well. So um, I hope I find out when it's on. <laughs> Maybe you can post something on your social media when it happens. Um, another thing that's coming up in your area is the Tussock Country Music Festival. Now you're importing Fanny Lumsden for that, but you're going to perform in it. When's that taking place? So that is uh, at the end of May. It goes for a 10-day festival, kind of like Tamworth, but on a much smaller scale, and it's in the middle of winter, which is not boiling hot like Tamworth. <laughs> So we have Fanny coming over. I think there's some other Australian artists popping over. Lots of different tutorials and shows. It's going to be, it always is a great time. And it's like Christmas for me because you get all, you know, the people in the music industry together. You have fun and, oh, it's just going to be so fun. So, yes, I am performing there with a very well-known artist, Mel Parsons. Mm -hmm. I get to sing on a show with her here. And I also help run the War Gold Guitar Awards. So it's another big thing to, to for me to do. So is the festival like Tamworth also in that it takes place in venues rather than in a paddock, as I like to say? Yeah, everything's in a venue because it's so cold. Well, you're looking at around three degree days. So all the apart from freeze your bits off busking. So you literally freeze your bits off busking throughout the weekend and it the name suits it really well. <laughs> right. Uh, well, it, it sounds fantastic. So people yeah, people from Australia can go, of course, and people from yep. other parts of New Zealand. It sounds like a very civilised festival, I always think, when they're in venues. It's like that's a nice way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, speaking of your upcoming album from which Little Man is taken, you travelled to Nashville to make the song and the album it comes from. What prompted you to go there? I'd already met my producer about seven years ago. I did a single called Do You Ever? And I so I'd already had that relationship with him, but I also started writing with one of his good friends, Ryan Sulstad. Mm -hmm. And the more we wrote together, the more I thought, actually, I want to be in Nashville with my co-writer to really get 
the best out of my songs. So that's why I decided to go over there was because of the people that I knew and, um, yeah, and because of my co-writer, really. So the producer is Jay Took, and I'm wondering what makes him right for you. Like what was it? Was it an instinct just talking to him about it? For this song? Or, or for the album, just generally? Well, good thing about Jay is he is a very clever man and he has created my songs in a way that was more than I thought they could be. And I think that's why I'm so lucky to have him doing my songs. Like even with Little Man, he's just captured those moments of um, strength and then the love. And so, yeah, I'm really, really impressed with what he's created with my songs that come from a, ta- like, a vocal and a guitar and that's it. Yeah. So after you spend some time in Nashville, I imagine uh, you're writing and recording and then you go home and there's a bit of back and forth over Zoom perhaps or just sending files back and forth to check. Does it feel a little disjointed or is it just these days because of the way everyone's working, it just feels like a continuation of everything that you did before? Uh, Definitely a bit of back and forth um, with mixes and just trying to get things right. It definitely takes time. And what I've learned through this process is sometimes things just don't work out the timing you want them to be. So you just have to let it go and go, it's just not meant to be right now. So Hopefully this year I have a wee bit more of a, a plan where I'm getting my songs out on time and all that sort of thing. But it definitely throws some challenges your way when they're completely out of your hands and things that happen. Yeah. Well, and yeah, releasing things does take more work than it looks to the outside perspective, I think. It looks like, oh, a song just comes out. But, of course, you've got to get it to a distributor and they have to make sure it's on the streaming platforms and then you have to make sure that people know that it's coming and pre-save. So there is a lot to think about. There's so much work behind the scenes. I didn't realise how much artists did until I got back into it because years ago when I was releasing, you had, um, you know, your distributors did stuff and your, your PR, but there wasn't the same social media vibe back then. And now I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah, like I've just had to learn so much about social media, about getting myself out there and not caring about, you know, what people are going to think and Yes, it's been such a learning process for me. Which is a hard part of it, I think, the not caring about what people think because as a performer you're used to getting on a stage and the audience might be there and maybe someone's taking video and and someone else sees that. That's that's one way of being exposed to other people's opinions and that's the way you're used to. But social media is a different game. It's a, it can be a different audience altogether. Oh, it's totally different but I don't know we would be without it now because it's a, a way to get our music out and get known, whereas before that wasn't there. So I think we're very lucky that we have a platform where we can do that. When did you start writing songs for the album? About 18 months ago, I picked up a pen and said I want to write a, a song about my granddad who just passed away, and I wrote a song called Six String Memories, which was about his guitar and him being part of that guitar, and when I play it, his memory comes back to me. So from that moment on, I was like, I can do this. This is this is me. I need to I need to get my songs out. And that's when it started the process. And this was a roll-on effect from there. So when you were thinking, can I do this, do you mean you weren't confident you could write songs again? Because of course you had yeah. produced quite a lot of music. Yes, definitely. I've always been sort of self-doubting my skills as a songwriter, but tell you what over this last year 
doing what I'm doing. I'm really proud of myself because I'm bringing out songs that I really love and I'm just so pleased I just stuck with it, yeah. So in choosing the songs to go on the album, did you have a few that you selected from so there are some that weren't recorded? Yeah, I did, and I actually love some of the ones I don't record, so I do them out at shows and I actually think I do want to record them as well. It was kind of hard to squeeze them down to so many. But, yeah, I've got some that I really want to do as well. Yeah, it must, it must be quite bittersweet, I guess, thinking, oh, yeah, I have an album, but then there are these songs that don't have a home yet. I know, but it's really cool. You can sing them out live. Uh, that's that's a really cool moment too because you're like, oh, I really loved when you sang Wish for Rain. I'm like, do you really love that? They go, yeah. And I'm like, when you hear people say things about your songs, you're like, well, maybe I should record it. People are connecting with it. Mm-hmm. So that's really good, yeah. So in choosing which ones did go on the album, was it more about oh, the song itself, like, oh, this is a great song and we should record it, or did you have like a, not a theme in mind for the album so much as a range of experiences you wanted to cover in the songs? It was a range of experiences. I don't really keep a theme. I release because it means something to me. Mm-hmm. I go from having quite country rock to like classic Shania Twain kind of like you know, who's better of your boots been under vibe and then I go to a really angelic angel song and then I'm doing uh, a big ballad about keeping hope when you're sick and and then I've got one called uh, Bombshell Bobby, which is completely like completely different and almost garage band 70s. So like for me, it's just do me. Don't have any restrictions on what, I think I have to put myself into, and I haven't done that. I'm just like, this is me. This is my songs, and you either like it or you don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just as social media is a feature of an artist's life these days, so is not releasing an album. That seems to be it's an optional thing. So I'm wondering what you love about the art form um, that made you decide to do an album as opposed to just releasing a few singles. I think I just want to go out with a bit of a boom, like here I am. I actually mean what I'm doing. I, I, I'm not saying that that's the what people think but for me I'm like if I'm going to do this I'm going to do singles I'm going to put an album out see where that takes me and then keep on going I want to keep on going I want to keep releasing so yeah it's just been a real goal of mine through my whole life to have my own debut solo album that's Mm -hmm. why so given that you're working with your daughter and your nieces on on their projects and it sounds like you like it's a producer-esque role in a way and that you're helping them produce this music and uh, you know, you've had a producer in the United States, but you have these songs you have not yet recorded. Would you consider producing your own recordings? Oh, producing my Absolutely. Okay. I would love to do that. I'm actually working with my niece in, in Georgia, my daughter, with their recording and I'm going to sit in and sort of be a little bit more involved with how that's developing as well. It's going to be really, really challenging having the eight of them in the studio, but <laughs> watch this space. Because I'm more thinking, you know, given that Gore is such a strong country music centre, you could have a country music studio. That, uh, Absolutely. Which- I think I'm halfway there. I've got these eight country music little stars wanting to to rise up and, Oh, absolutely. I could probably have my own club going. <laughs> <laughs> so when uh, when is this album looking to be released? I am setting a date tentatively for the end of June. 
Okay. Well, that's exciting. And yeah. I, will, I would think also that, uh, you know, normally with an album comes a tour, but you have a few things to think about when it comes to touring. So is that a prospect? I am definitely looking into touring now. I'm contacting venues, thinking about maybe doing some secret shows. I'm just stepping out of that comfort zone again and going, i got to do this. So I'm in that planning stage now. I'll do a wee bit of a tour uh, in New Zealand after the release of the album. And I have a huge aim to get over to Tamworth this year as well. Well, I, I'm sure Tamworth will be happy to have you. Um, and just coming back to Little Man, actually, there's something I forgot to ask you earlier, which is about the the video, because from what I understand, there are, there are two. One's a lyric video and one's one has some visuals. So why did you decide to make two? Yeah, I'm actually really excited about the second clip. So the first one's with Harley and myself. And then I wanted other people to be more involved with the song because it touched me in such a way. I thought, well, there's lots of other mums and grandmothers out there that probably feel the same way. So fans have sent through their little men courageous moments that they're really proud of. And I've put them all together in a lyric video. And it's quite powerful that the videos that people have sent through kind of tug the heartstrings. So, yeah, it's going to be cool. So when will those videos be released? Uh, video is today on oh. YouTube, Little Man, and the next one I'll do in a week's time. So I should say we're speaking on the day of your release, which is the 16th of February. Um, so anyone who's watching this at a future point in time can, can know that it's already out. Uh, but in the meantime, Kayla, I will say thank you very much for speaking with me about Little Man and about your other musical projects. I'm looking forward to hearing that album towards the end of June. Fingers crossed. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it was great to speak to you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Always love having a chat. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.